0: Hi, I'm Song. And this is Ray. And welcome back to Secret Life of Systems. Um, you won't notice how big of a break there was between this episode and the first, but there's actually been 10 months since we recorded the first episode. Um, a lot of things happened, life happened, and we just kind of had to put it on the back burner for a minute. But we're ready to move forward now.
1: Yeah, so. Um A lot has changed. We've moved twice. Yes. Put our side business on hold, changed career paths, uh, got married. We got married. We finally got married. Um, Two beautiful puppies. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of heavy stuff that happened, but I don't feel the need to go into it right now. It's a little too personal, a little too raw still um so we'll just wait
0: so we'll tell you about the puppies uh the first one we got was delilah we got her for me she is a conic or so great dane mix and she's what about eight months old now yeah and she is huge
1: she's gonna be 170 pounds full grown uh,
0: yeah um she loves beds and soft cushy things and she's a big just a big gentle giant and yeah a bigger bed she's a she sweetheart she stretches out of the bed there's no room for us
1: yeah we bought a queen size bed we were fortunate enough to do that to put it on payments mm-hmm. we bought a queen size bed and now we're realizing we need a cali king bed <laughs> um, we, because
0: they've decided they are bed dogs yeah. we didn't get a say in the matter that's just what happened Yeah, we kept telling them no 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 and then there they'd be up on the bed wagging the little tails Uh, Dang, that was
1: a spike. Yeah. (laughs) And then we got Raven. Um, For me, she is a German Shepherd Husky mix. Um, She is so full of love and so wiggly and happy unless Delilah sits on her foot and then she is so grumpy. (laughs) She's not violent about it. She's just very talkative about it. Yes. Um, The
0: Husky in her is not afraid to speak her mind.
1: Yeah. We found them both on craigslist mm-hmm. um delilah was a sweetheart and we got her um not super far away from where we were temporary living and then we got her at, i think it was eight weeks old
0: yeah she was eight weeks old
1: the mm. other pup raven she was four weeks old which is in case it's not known um you're not supposed to get dogs that young. They're not supposed to be separated from their mom or anything, but the people were already feeding her puppy food and things like that. Um, They weren't very responsible. Um, So I ended up taking her in, and she's my little cheeseburger because the only way she would not (laughs) cry on the ride home was if I held her like a cheeseburger. (laughs) Now she's a Big Mac. Yeah, she's a Big Mac, and we love them dearly. They're ours. We are planning our life around <laughs> them. I feel <laughs> like, because we've talked about um in the future if we won the lottery, getting a, a, like a Rav Four, or a Subaru. A Subaru. Like
0: a widow, waddle.
1: To fit them more. <laughs> <laughs> but. um Yeah, so we're in a totally different place. Um, It's been a new experience for us because we have roommates, um, which is, um, I think that's important to mention just because, um, not every system or couple system at that has the advantage to live alone for so long like we did. Mm -hmm. They are in places of living with family, parents, roommates, things like that, um,
0: and not having people that they could be open with switches around where they still have to hide everything, you know, that's going on where people have to camouflage who they are.
1: Yeah, and that's very much where we are is we're we're pretty... When we were living alone, anybody could come out whenever. But now, um, you know, obviously everyone else, um, specifically, especially John and Lucas, know how to... Um, host they know how to (laughs) it's so
0: funny watching them mimic you
1: (laughs) yeah they know how to mimic you always makes me giggle and that's a survival tactic that they've learned so sometimes they feel comfortable doing that and being outside the room but most of the switches and people hanging out in person are in the room or over discord
0: Yeah, and we're lucky enough that our privacy is generally respected here. So, like, when we're in our space, we're not messed with. And, you know, if somebody wants to come out and we want to have interactions, like, we have that. We still have that space. We just have to be a lot more careful about when and how. And it's been an adjustment trying to still make sure that people have the space that they need to speak with their loved ones and to. Um, be heard or to be supported when they need it and there are times when it's hard to find that balance and there's times when like the people who are more comfortable fronting will get more time and attention than the people who aren't as comfortable and then we find out that you know somebody's been struggling with something and we didn't even know and it's it's been hard we're still trying to find that space where everyone can have what they need and us still be able to coexist with other people in our home now,
1: yeah, which is chaotic cause and it, none of them know yeah, no one knows we're we're stealth, no one knows but us, and as you guys can probably hear in the background um it's not always quiet, it's chaotic a lot of the time, so we're doing the best we can, we apologize for any background noise um it's really difficult because people don't understand that um d i d And there's OSDD. Alters Mm -hmm. have their own personality. And there's more alters now than there were when we first recorded.
0: Oh my goodness, yes.
1: Um, But there was also a lot of trauma that came up Mm -hmm. between last time and now. A lot. Not saying that alters are made right on the spot, but it was a lot of repetitive of this similar trauma that was happening um, that maybe we'll talk about in the future. But everyone has their own personalities, they're like people if you were to take John's brain and put it in someone else's body, I mean he's his own person, mm. not to say they're not their own person now um, they're just stuck in my body which sucks, it's unfortunate everyone has different body types, different voices, accents um, looks, everything and you know, that's an adjustment as well when you have a s- system with a lot of people there are things that do overlap, like um, similar interests. Uh, Yeah, it's an adjustment. I
0: don't think it's so much the interests that overlap as it is that as we've gotten to know people in our systems, like in my system, we weren't so wildly opposed to each other as you all were set up to be. So we got to recognize fairly quickly that we shared very similar values. Our personalities were different, our past experiences were different, what trauma we held or didn't hold was different. But like the things that were important to us, like morality wise, like how you treat people, how you perceive the world, those things were very similar.
1: And I'm happy that you guys learned to care and love each other. Sorry if you guys can hear the beeping the computer's making. I don't know why I'm getting notifications. Yeah, it was very much different. I was, um, I grew up in a household where, um, I think it's safe to say that either I grew up taught this or learned to do this to survive, but it was very much of, um, taking hatred for yourself and turning it into fuel to do other things, and I think that bled over to everyone else as well. I think that was also trauma-based, because not only did everyone not really like each other in the system, they also didn't like me, and there were times where I felt the same. And we've all grown, but there's still flare-ups of that happening. You guys have helped us navigate that a lot. I think we're all a lot closer, and I'm really thankful for that. It's, It's a struggle. I mean, this isn't normal, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. My bad. Anyway.
0: <laughs> you echoed <heckered> the chihuahua. Who wants <laughs> <Everyone's> love now?
1: <laughs> uh, But in a lot of ways, we're struggling. In a lot of ways, we're doing good. So let's talk about the ways we're doing good. How are we doing good? We're married. Okay. It was amazing. I, do you want to talk about how we went about everything?
0: Okay, so because everything was in such a, upheaval, money was tight. Like, we didn't do a traditional wedding. We've talked about it in the past, but... What we ended up doing is, you know, we went to a justice of the peace, and then um, we just had like, a small, intimate, like, just friends and family pretty much just family. Yeah. At the beach, meet us at the beach, and uh, some of my family got to meet some of his family finally. My favorite parts of my family. It's anyway, and it was really nice, and it was a beautiful day.
1: It was really, like, um, one of the things we did is we painted a canvas black together. And yes. then we put glue on our hands and made um, handprints on the canvas and overlapped our thumbs like a heart. We coated it with the sand at where we had the reception. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can post that online one day. Yeah. People to see. It was cute. Yeah. We're cute as fuck. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's great. Um, new careers. I left mm-hmm. my long term job with the government.
0: Because they suck.
1: Yeah. I was severely underpaid, we're talking, in my six years, probably close to $200,000 underpaid.
0: For the work you were doing, yes. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And then I got passed up for promotion, I basically said, fuck y'all, I'm leaving, I gave no notice, switched, hated my job worse, made me very sick, very sick, because I found out more illness stuff that I have now, um, quit, uh, with no, uh, notice, because i Because I'm a firm believer that um, if a company doesn't treat you right and they can fire you on the spot, then um, they don't deserve notice. So that's it. And now I'm with a different company, and I love it. I'm actually making friends, which is huge for me.
0: I love that for you.
1: Yeah, and it's in tech, and I've grown very quickly in it, and I'm excited. You want to talk about the pathway you are on now?
0: Um, well... I was in the tech field, and I was not enjoying it. I hated my job, and it was destroying my mental health. I don't know if you've ever been in a job where you get so stressed out about it that you're having like panic attacks every day, and that, I mean that's where I was at. And it wasn't because the job was horrible, it just wasn't for me, and it wasn't set up in a way that a neurodivergent person could do well or flourish. Or, at least, me as a neurodivergent person could not do it. I just couldn't. It wasn't right for me. And it just snowballed into a point where I had to leave. And I knew I had to leave. I knew it was messing me up. I knew my headspace was horrible. I knew. But I wouldn't do it. Because I felt like if I left, it meant I failed. That I wasn't. I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing as a successful human being to. You know what I mean? I don't know. But it got to a point where Ray basically told me, do it. Just do it. I didn't even have a job to fall back on at the time. He was just like, get out of that job. I don't want you there anymore.
1: I'll pull more hours. I'll sell things. I'll do what I can. And it was so,
0: it felt, in some ways it felt so wrong because, you know, the whole thing of don't leave a job until you have another one lined up, that kind of thing and I didn't and then it turned out that right after we left we ended up moving and the <laughs> the company that I worked for basically lost the contract my I would have lost my job the next very next week
1: that unemployment would have been nice <laughs> it would have been bad <laughs> But it, your mental health was more important, and we had <laughs> no idea that that was going to happen yeah, anyway. Yeah,
0: there was no way. There w- it was very sudden, yeah. and I was surprised to find it out down the road. Um, so now I realized after that that I didn't want to continue in the tech field. It just wasn't, like I said, it just wasn't for me. So what, um, I ended up doing some temp work uh, for the government, um, but... wasn't for me either I probably could have transitioned that into a full-time job at some point but it's the kind of thing where they don't really take care of their employees and you never know and a lot of uh, favoritism and I'm just not about that so I am now going to be working with uh, disabled people teaching them skills and it's something that I've done in the past and I really enjoyed so I am excited to be switching gears and moving on to something else yeah let's you know how it goes <laughs> I'm about to start tomorrow even
1: yeah uh we're doing a podcast tonight because we've been wanting to do it for a while and plus i have the day off tomorrow and she's gonna be gone all day and i'm gonna be going crazy so this will give me something to do for at least an hour <laughs> is editing that's us career-wise because i'm sure you all were
0: dying to know
1: yeah super exciting stuff. (laughs) We're living for it. I guess we should talk more about D.I.D. stuff.
0: About D.I.D. stuff? Yeah. They're gonna think this podcast is about D.I.D.
1: I know it's crazy right? I know
0: why would we do that?
1: I don't know. Wild.
0: (laughs) Okay so maybe we should discuss um, how we differ as systems like how things work for us because our system, like, how our systems function is very different.
1: They do function very differently.
0: Yeah. Do you want to start or should I?
1: You can go ahead and start.
0: I can start? Yeah. Wow, thanks. Okay.
1: Ladies uh, first.
0: Okay, so Ray has an official diagnosis. I...
1: In the process.
0: In the process, yeah. I'm in the process of getting an official
1: diagnosis. Um. It's not hard to, like... Let me just interject real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. You don't have to get an official diagnosis to know. Right. I think that's a lot misinterpreted by a lot of people that you don't have it unless you have paperwork for it. I got fortunate enough to know, to be diagnosed. A lot of people don't, and that's okay. Because the biggest example I can think of is that if you think you're faking it, you're not faking it. Because you know if you're faking it. Um,
0: Because faking involves planning. Yeah. You have to plan how you're going to fake it. You don't just wake up one day and start pretending to be someone else. No. For funsies. And and then
1: if you're actively faking it, you have something else going on. And while it's not good that you're faking it, it'd be good to seek help for what's causing that. So let me just clarify that in no way, shape, or form, should it be downplayed, that you don't have the paperwork for that.
0: No, I agree, and sometimes getting a diagnosis is really hard, because even in the psychiatric field, there are a lot of practitioners out there who don't believe that DID is a legitimate thing.
1: Yeah. There's
0: a lot of people who argue with it as it being like, a, I don't know, there's all kinds of theories out there, and I'm not really gonna get into that today
1: because it's just a lot. But, um, it can also be detrimental, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah, absolutely read where people went in for a diagnosis of autism, and uh, when they found out they did and they got the official paperwork, um their licenses got taken, other things got you know taken or disregarded, and um not saying that you shouldn't get diagnosed if you want to, you can just know that there could be repercussions.
0: not having a diagnosis doesn't make you legitimate. And the people out there, and I know there are people out there who are snobs that say, I have a diagnosis. Do you? And if you don't, then you're not legitimate. You, a piece of paper doesn't make your experiences legitimate or not legitimate. You know what you've been through. You know what you experience. Exactly. And don't ever let anybody else tell you who you are or what you are.
1: Yeah. So. I don't
0: have a diagnosis. But I know what I've experienced, and I know that my system is real, and I know that the people that I share my my body and my head with are real. Um, my experience differs from his in that I'm a control freak, <laughs> in the sense that I am always co-con. I have never been to the back. I don't know what's back there. I don't know what that experience would be like for me. I've never been able to, I've tried. There was a time when I did all kinds of meditative like experiments. Like I tried so many different ways because I wanted to be able to let my altars front because they were building relationships and friendships with other people and they wanted to be able to. Um, just talk to somebody, and I wanted to be, them to be able to have a private conversation without me always being up in everybody's business about everything, like I am the encyclopedia of our systems because I hear every conversation, I know everything, I might be like crouching in a corner of my mind with my fingers in my ears going la 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 trying to give them privacy, but I still know what's going on, like I can look back, I can see, I can understand, you know and it's been really hard for people at times because there have been times when things have been told to people in my system in confidence and that information got out to other people who didn't need to know it because for you know various reasons or when I stuck my nose in places when I didn't where it didn't belong um, I have done that and don't get there's a part of me that really likes knowing and I, I feel kind of guilty as I say that, because then I understand where my people are at. They're all my people. My system, your system, they're all mine. You know, you're all my family. Yeah. And I care about you and I love you, every single one of you. And I want you to be happy and fulfilled and have the best life that we can possibly give everyone. And that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of work. And there's a lot of things that probably wouldn't have gotten addressed or fixed if i wasn't kokan but at the same point it's a double-edged sword you know
1: yeah so the difference for me is that um most of the time i'm not Cocon. if someone wants a front how did lucas explain it the one time lucas um is one of the, my alters and he um he explained it like there's the inner world And then there's like, um, did he say there was, there's the front, there's the inner world, and in between that, there's like, this dark space, is how he explained it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's where I go. I've never been to the inner world, um, and that's fine. I mean, would it be nice to see it? Yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna push to do it. It's their space. I don't know a lot of things that happen unless I'm told, um, once I get back. Uh, to me, it's like freezing in time. It doesn't change anything for me. Uh, if I'm upset and someone fronts when I come back, I'm usually, um, still upset.
0: If you're tired.
1: Yeah, there was a while there that people would, um, uh, come out at night and, uh, sleep, and that's fine because they needed a bit. Like, um, Alex.
0: Yeah, because they needed comfort or one and of the closeness littles. With, with a family member.
1: Yeah, one of the littles. Um, <coughs> the littles a lot. The problem is, is that, uh, there is no balance, so I was not technically rested, so I struggled a lot with that, but I think we have more of a balance of that. And I'll have to jot down exactly that feeling instead of rambling it so I can explain more of that balance, but, yeah, there's, um, we differ a lot. The other way we differ is that your system is very, um, female-based and mine is very male-based. I have more males in my system than you do.
0: Um, I have a lot of males, just most of them don't come forward very often, or... A lot of them do stuff in the background, and
1: they're not. Yeah, but majority of yours is females.
0: Is it? Yeah. I guess. I guess it's still that way. It's a lot closer than it used to
1: be. Yeah, it definitely is a lot closer. For a
0: long time, all I had was females. I wasn't... And I feel like it was something where I wasn't able to handle the thought of a male in my head. It was... I wouldn't have felt safe. And I would have felt judged and insecure and... um I don't know, a whole lot of things, and then one of my alters came forward and (laughs) basically pretended to be gender neutral or gender fluid. Androgynous. Yeah, I guess it it would be more in the realm of androgynous, um, and in getting, he wasn't, he's male, but he let me believe that for a time, for my comfort. Once I found out that he was fully male and that everything had been fine and that he'd been very helpful and supportive and non-judgy and, um, you know, I have I have body... I, I'm self-conscious about my body and my, my looks and my everything, like most females. So, you know, I think, like, oh, they're going to be stuck in this woman, this unattractive woman, and ew, they're going to hate it and they're going to hate me and they're going to... You know, I had all that in my head and he showed me that no that's not what's gonna happen you know at least that's not what happened with him and then the next person who came forward was Brad and Brad didn't care he was just sweet and lovable and nice and um, after that they those two really cleared the way for others to come forward and it was the same thing with my littles too Um, I have trauma surrounding children Um, and being responsible for children and having children and so it was very difficult for me to, to, to consider that I probably had littles or anything like that and even though some of the women in my head started out as littles and aged up, um, over time obviously, um, well, not obviously. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, and it was the same thing, like, when I got to a place where I was ready to be able to meet them openly and, like, accept them and not be combative with them or, like, try to push them away or invalidate them, that was when they were able to come forward and integrate into our family.
1: I think it was um, kind of similar for me in a way, um, but not fully.
0: It was very difficult for you to accept. Emails. Yeah,
1: so there's three females on my side. Elijah, Cassidy, and one of the bullets. Thank you, Cass. Um, that's our cat running around in the background.
0: She's got the zoomies.
1: Um, the females don't always feel comfortable moving forward because I'm a male. So coming to the front sometimes is hard for them. But we found workarounds like Discord. Uh, they can talk. Yeah. Because, um... Yeah, or I mean, we're all a family, and people have partners. I mean, it it's uh, it's been an interesting dynamic. People like John and Sam, um, Ethan and Bianca. Ethan and Bianca are two alters. Who is it okay if I say this? As okay? far as I know, Bianca I know. doesn't mind. Okay, as um, long as
0: you don't like name littles or bring them into it. She's right. Okay. No.
1: So Ethan and Bianca are the ones who um, kind of take in the littles and, you know, they're also partners, mm-hmm. Ethan and Bianca, and I think that's great, <coughs> um, you know, and Bianca's
0: so. in my system and Ethan is in his.
1: Yeah. And we have a lot of people like that, Lucas and Kitty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some people might find that weird. We don't necessarily find it weird. Yeah. It's all it's not something
0: we looked for for sure yeah. in fact we all fought against being attracted to anybody
1: yeah it's just people are they're their own people they're just mm-hmm. stuck in our bodies and yeah why strip them of their rights i'm not gonna do that right um but yeah it's uh, it's been interesting learning everything and, um I'm gonna be honest, I don't know a ton about other systems, um, and I say that because the times were
0: the times where
1: oh, yeah,
0: if you're hearing like ch- 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 or some kind of repetitive noise, he's stimming
1: sorry some of the
0: in some ways, it's kind of hard to talk about because we know how quickly people judge yeah. other people on the internet and there are a lot of people whose experiences don't resemble this in any way, shape, or form who may find it weird, who may find it off-putting, who may not think that our experiences are valid, and we know who we are. We know what we've experienced, we know everything, you know, we we know our lives, but it would still hurt to hear.
1: Yeah, like, right. we're letting you guys into a huge chunk of our lives that we don't let anybody into. Um...
0: Yeah, nobody in our everyday lives knows about us.
1: Yeah. Nobody. Just you guys. Yeah. Don't Um, you feel special? (laughs) But I don't know a lot about other people's systems because um, upon doing, like, looking stuff up, Lucas and I, you say the wrong thing or you present your system as different than someone else's system and suddenly no one believes you, everyone gives you shit. Especially after the whole uh, dissociated thing that happened. Which um, was messed up. It was very messed up. Oh, there's a the dogs barking. Um, that put, I think it put all, almost all the traction the community has made forward. Um, it took us steps behind because they decided to do what they did and their partner decided to be um, a creep, Yeah, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, it's really nice that Anthony Pia put out that documentary, I think it helped. Mm-hmm. But uh, then again, the dissociative stuff I think took steps behind.
0: And it wasn't just that what they did was, was so inappropriate, um, nobody should objectify anyone underage, ever. But it was also the backlash in the community was so harsh. And deservedly so. I'm not saying it wasn't deserved. But I feel like a lot of the things that were said have made other people feel like it would be very easy for the things that they experienced to be judged harshly as well.
1: Yeah. Because... I hope
0: I said that in a way that makes sense. You did. Okay.
1: DID within itself is like the inner world is an open world you know it's it's not like an everyday world it's not like the world we're in now it's different there's advantages and disadvantages one of which is a disadvantage time moves differently in the inner world mm-hmm. and can make things difficult advantage of stuff would be um they don't have to worry about money <laughs> no money no jobs um
0: unless they want them yeah. some people have jobs because they want to
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll dig in deeper about the inner world once we discuss with everybody how they feel about their space being talked about, but it's not cookie cutter, it's like any other mental illness, not everything is black and white. You can't pick up a book from the library about bipolar disorder, depression disorder, and then go up to people with those disorders and be like, so do you feel X, Y, and Z? And they'll be like, no, actually, I feel X, Y, and Z, 1, 2, 3, A, B, C. And, well, you don't have that because it's not in the book. That's not how life works.
0: No. And there's so many times when maybe a person knows they have bipolar, but they don't know they have PTSD.
1: Yeah.
0: And so they're expecting all their experiences to line up with what a bipolar disorder person experiences, and they're not realizing that all these extra things they're dealing with are also valid and they're also part of their own thing that needs its own help and treatment and understanding. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
1: like. Exactly. Let's see. What's some other fun stuff we've been doing that has, I think, helped in a whole with um, alters and everything?
0: Um, helping? Like, with maintaining balance? Yeah. Um. One of the things is whenever there's our. People in our systems, like some of them have jobs. There's Ethan and Bianca who take care of the kids, and you know there are things that go on in the system a lot more than we actually know about um, or are told. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> they live whole lives back there, which you know I'm sure most people do, and um, a lot of times when there will be an event like say Fourth of July. Most of the time people go to Ethan and Bianca's place for that and there's a barbecue and people go to the beach and it's all fun and games and we'll talk about what our alters are experiencing with each other.
1: Yeah, because to build
0: a shared experience for everybody. Yeah. In those times.
1: Allowed us. They've granted us the permission, which I think is really important. We're not gonna force our eyes back there to see what they're up to. It's not our business. We're not peeping tongs. If they wanna let us in to see something, they will. So and usually they do. Yeah. Unless they like need space or something which we understand and that's fine. We usually ask permission before looking back there unless it's like an emergency.
0: Or if it's like a family event, usually it's kind of like
1: Yeah, and understood. People need maybe. to understand that we just can't like It's not like creating thoughts. We can't just look back there. When we say that, we're not saying, like, oh, turn our heads and look back there. It's like they've given us an open path and connection to kind of look. So that's what we mean. And it's nice when they do. And we can be like, oh, Jeremy's hanging out with Elijah by the pool. Oh, Lucas and Kitty are in the kitchen making cookies. Stuff like that. Like... Mm -hmm. it's nice that we get to do that because we obviously can't be there and sometimes it really hurts and sucks that we have this giant family in a world where we don't always have the best support outside our systems and
0: and sometimes people just need the reassurance of connection like kitty will nudge me and i'll turn to ray and i'll ask kitty wants to know if lucas wants to go out to dinner with her And then from there, we'll share that experience with them so they can share it with each other.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you're scratching your head the listener going, wait, I thought Lucas... Thank you, Dixie, for that. That was Dixie (laughs) shaking. (laughs) Um, I'm sure the listener is like, I thought Lucas was in your head and Kitty was in your head. We'll go into that later on how that works. It's... We have to make sure that other people are fully comfortable with us explaining right how the system works we not only do we respect them and want to tread lightly before diving into the subject it also gives us um time to collect thoughts and make other episodes um, to right. help
0: oh we're never gonna run out of material that's for sure
1: i know I just worry that if we dive in too deep too quickly, people are gonna be like, "Well, oh, fuck these guys. They're, they're liars. just making up stories it's, in their head." And, and
0: I can understand why people, who, have not experienced what we've experienced, would say that. I would hope that they would give us the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I'm a person who doesn't believe in lying. I don't see the point of it.
1: There's no point. And you're the that. same.
0: Like, but I mean, you guys don't personally know us. I understand that. And either you believe us or you don't. We can't. We have no effect on how you perceive what we have to say.
1: Yeah, and it's not like we're out here doing it for attention because y'all don't know us. You don't like. We didn't disclose who we are down to the nitty gritty.
0: I'm getting my elbow licked if you can hear words sloppy noises.
1: Stop. (laughs) Um, we're not. We're doing this to not only openly discuss and document how we feel and everything but also um to help because if it just helps one system I mean that means the world or not just one system but a family member or a partner understand their significant other or something
0: absolutely and if you guys have questions about anything we said because I know it's there's a lot to wrap your head around when it comes to DID and what how things work at least for us specifically sorry about that and yeah, it could provide it's, it could provide insight or just ways to open conversations with other people. And we're more than happy to answer questions um, or to clarify things to an extent. and there'll be some things that we won't be comfortable speaking on, and we'll tell you that, and we'll probably even be happy to tell you why just you know
1: yeah, like we're not going to talk about our littles. Right We're not going to give out their names, we're not going to give out ages. Maybe generalizations of ages, but we're not going to get down to the nitty-gritty because they're minors.
0: We might talk about littles as a general topic, but we will never discuss our littles as people.
1: Unless they aged up and they've made the decision to be talked about and their past talked about.
0: Yeah, and Bianca has made very clear to me that unless they are of age, they will not be a part of this podcast.
1: Yeah, you'll never... And I
0: support that fully.
1: You'll never hear them... You'll never know their names. None of that. Ethan feels the same way. Personal topics that people don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like um John and Sam. They're sex alters. They may talk about sex. Um someone else might not want to.
0: They might not want to.
1: Yeah, they I mean,
0: there's times when the trauma hits and, you know, you just need a hug, not a
1: not a talk.
0: Badonk badonk.
1: Yeah. I only use them as an example because they're very um they're pretty open about things. Uh, <laughs> that's
0: <why I> use <laughs> very yeah. bluntly open that's so. why i
1: used them as an example versus uh someone else but right right you know it's 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 open navigation and there might be times where you're listening to this podcast and suddenly it's cut really awkward and it doesn't make s- as much sense or doesn't flow as easy and that's because we've cut something out because someone said
0: I'm not comfortable with this.
1: And all it takes is that. We're not going to put out any information no one's not comfortable with, obviously. Yeah. Um.
0: At the end of the day, we want to connect with you. We want you to be able to connect with us and to understand us to the extent that, you know, you're able. But our first priority is always going to be to each other and to our systems.
1: Yeah, but we're going to do this as long as we can. Mm -hmm. i think it's not only good for other people but i think it's good for us overall we never really sit down and discuss things like this with each other it's more of we go about our day everyone else goes about our their day and we just kind of meld and mesh and go with the flow of things where this kind of makes us go hey um Let's talk about our differences with this. Let's talk about um, how this person feels. Let's do this. Well,
0: I mean, we've had these conversations, but we had them, like,
1: years ago. Years
0: ago, exactly, when we were first meeting. And it all kind of evolved naturally. And it's so crazy to think from where we were then to how things are now, when we have, like, whole family systems and when, you know, everybody was so separated and isolated and misunderstood
1: yeah it's been um
0: it's been quite a journey it has and we're really excited to share it with you
1: we're really thankful to, to be able to share it with you because i don't know i just think it's good um
0: anyway so uh it's been fun talking with you guys um please let us know if you have any questions we're happy to answer them uh, if you like what you hear subscribe if you don't door to the left and I uh, <laughs> hope you have a nice life.
1: Yeah, just be kind. Um, it costs nothing.
0: And not just to, to nice. us, but if there's a comment section and people leave comments, please be respectful to them too. Because at the end of the day, we've all got trauma, we've all got wounds, and we're all just people trying to get through life.
1: Yeah, you, you guys don't need to get in fights for us online or, or anything like that. It costs nothing to be nice costs nothing to turn your head and look away. Uh you know, like just we're here for a good time. So let's make it that way. But yeah. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.